Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host, Ben White, and joining me to discuss quite quite fittingly considering we're in a little bit of a heat wave here in the UK but joining me to discuss hell in a cell 2021 are my co-hosts and competitors first of all we have a man who's won the predict cast previously and with with round two he's on exactly the same points as me and Luke it's Joe how are you Joe yeah I'm good mate thank you I'm um, <clears throat> I'm unwilling to include the audience in our predict cast uh, so I have won it all I've always won it mate all right, okay then. So you're just gonna so out of the three of us, you've always won it because yeah. that's true. That's true. Okay, fair enough then. And if well, if that was the case, it makes no difference. He still finished last. Um, it was Luke. How are you, Luke? Yeah, I've always lost it, mate. Chris. Yeah. You did, <laughs> no, actually, I'm, I'm... Didn't you do better when you weren't a host? I did, yeah. 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 So. But, um, yeah, obviously you've both tainted me with your wrestling views. I should have had my my you know virgin views on wrestling. Better. That's one way of putting it. Yeah, I like that. Actually, isn't it like since you started watching it that you started? That you started... Yeah, because yeah. I've watched it properly rather than just taking it for face value. I've done worse. I feel like the wrestling, the wrestling is both critical and non-important in that sense that you just made. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's a bad start, isn't it? It's, oh, it's honestly a bad start. I mean, you should hear what we say before the recording. It's even worse than this. <laughs> yeah, well, we couldn't get we couldn't get away with not having explicit on there. I'll tell you that. Um, so here we go for round two of this season three's wrestling predict cast. It's Hell in a Cell, and in classic WWE kind of post WrestleMania booking, there's four matches announced a week before the um, pay per view. We always record these just just the week before. It's doing it the Monday night, so Raw's not quite happened yet. We're hoping there'll be some more matches announced tonight. Definitely going to be some more matches announced probably on the Friday before. But we've got a week left, and there are four matches announced. So four matches to break down and discuss. Um, so we'll get straight into it, I think. I'm not going to mess around. Now, the way I've kind of pitched it is we're going for two matches first that are not Hell in a Cells, and arguably are the really obvious ones, are the ones that are pretty straightforward and uh, pretty clear who's going to win them. And then the last two that are Hell in a Cells and might be a little bit more contentious. So, we'll start off with Bianca Belair versus Bailey. I'd, usually what I do is I kind of do a bit of a, what's been going on? How's it been built? How's it working up to this? Give you a little bit of a recap to the story. But this story is essentially, they just get onto the top of the ramp and laugh at each other. That's, that's been about it, right? They just keep pointing and laughing at each other. So, Bianca Belair versus Bailey. It's the rematch from WrestleMania. Uh, not from WrestleMania, sorry. It's the rematch from, oh, it's not, not from nothing, is it? It's the first time these two have met. No, WrestleMania Backlash did Oh, of course. I completely forgot we had a pay-per-view a month ago. That's right. It's exactly the same. WrestleMania Backlash. It's all the WrestleManias. It's confused me. Um, and we'll start with you, Luke. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Now, I've got a wild card in this. So you've got to have Bianca Belair. Um, how are you feeling about that? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not unhappy with that. Um, I think Bianca's definitely going to win. So... <laughs> um, I think you're right that, that the, the laughing stuff 
I know it's meant to be annoying, but it really is really annoying. <laughs> I'm not sure what I mean. That that episode where they had it, where like um, you had laughing Bailey across all the Thunderdome monitors, which is yeah. a bit weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I say, because it's a rematch, it's literally the same as what happened at Backlash. I'm not really that excited for it. I was looking forward to it at Backlash, but I thought I thought I thought the match then wasn't that great, to be honest. So. I feel like it's just like a bit of a stopgap. They don't really know sure what to do at the moment. Waiting for uh, waiting for SummerSlam probably to do something big. Um, they haven't really got that many good women on SmackDown. I don't think at the moment who are active. So um, yeah, I think it's just a bit of a stopgap. Um, and I think Bianca's definitely retaining. Fair enough, Joe. Do you agree with that one? Bianca Belair versus Bayley. Do you see any chance of Bailey pulling the pulling the fluke win off here? Uh, no. Um, I, I think, Absolutely solid, right? Okay, let's like, moving on. <laughs> well, I think I think I think, I think for all the things that Luke's articulated, I think it makes sense to keep it on um, Belair. I think they really they seem to be trying to push her a lot um, and kind of trumpet her as the next, um, you know, the next woman to really break through, um, along with Rhea Ripley. Um, and I, I don't know why you would give it Bailey at this point. You know, we need a bit more of intense view than just laughing at each other to. To, to do it um, and also the other thing is I think you've got to bear in mind that next month for Money in the Bank we're going to get some fans back I think and I would I'm, well I, I say I think they will I don't I don't know anymore but I hope they will do some kind of shocking changes and title changes so even if you were going to pull the trigger on a shock title change I'd do it there not here so um, yeah I can't see it happening mate but you're going to go you go for Bailey yeah well, I have to go for Bailey because of because of the wild cards. We each have a wild, we each have a couple of wild card wrestlers just to make sure that our predictions are forcefully different, so we don't end up all picking the same. Which out of this card, we could literally do that. Um, so I have to have Bailey, and you guys have to have Bianca Belair. It's kind of it's it's absolutely shot me in the foot here. Um, there's no way Bailey's winning this, but I think what this card. And what the last month of WWE has demonstrated is they are just paddling like water, treading water until they get fans back in those arenas. They are doing nothing until they've got fans there. And I think that first roar where they've got fans is going to be an absolute must-see show because they're going to pull off some absolutely ridiculous stuff there. I think we'll get a title change. I think we'll get a random return. I think Money in the Bank's going to have a couple of surprises in there. I think for the first month, the way they're pushing the fans coming back and the tours, I think the first month of WWE is going to, on, on the road, is going to be fairly ridiculous TV. So all they're doing at the minute is absolutely treading water until we can get there. Particularly with SummerSlam, like two months away, you know, and that's, that's I think, SummerSlam in Las Vegas, big arena, that's going to be WrestleMania this year. That's what they're going to be pitching as, as, as a better WrestleMania, I think. They're going to try and top that. So. I, I agree. I, th- I, agree with you. I agree with that, Ben. And I certainly think my only slight, my only slight caveat on that is that's definitely what they should do. The only, the only thing that just makes me slightly concerned is, like, just because I appreciate you're not pulling out any stops at the moment and you are paddling a bit, but you don't need to produce stuff that's quite as bad as some of the stuff on Raw is. Like, you can still, like, you can still make a notional amount of effort on, yeah. on, on the storylines, you know. You know, don't take, don't take for granted that there's what over a, mil- a million and a half people that are still tuning into Raw every week. You know, I mean, I know, I know they did the um, the rose in the the rose in the tights, um, and then the rose in the butt back to back weeks. 
but you know they could take I think they I think, I, I'm I'm nervous about whether they've got in their locker about the change of the change from like what it is now to like what it needs to be when the fans are back in the arena that worries me slightly there there is considering they've got 5 hours of TV every week if you don't include NXT 5 hours of TV every week that's actually aired um I think at the moment they're producing an hour of something that's that's that you'd argue is all right, unmissable might be a bit much, but definitely proper, decent viewing. They're producing about an hour of it. The rest of the yeah. four hours is, if it's not terrible, it's pedestrian. It's just it's just not worth, you know, you don't feel like you're going to miss anything if you don't see it. So I think we'll talk about the, the well, 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 we'll get on to the, the, the best story they produce in a second. Um, so Bianca Belair versus Bailey is uh, pretty clear that Bianca Belair is walking away from it. Um so that leads us to arguably that hour of TV, that best hour of TV that it produce each week. Um, I text you guys earlier in the week after watching again this week's SmackDown um, with Rey Mysterio confronting Roman Reigns in the ring and and kind of Jimmy Uso walking up, uh, Jay Uso, sorry, walking away from both Roman and Jay, and then uh, sorry, Jay Uso walking away from both Roman and Jimmy, and then Roman giving like a proper speech to Jimmy Uso about. You should step up. You're the oldest one. What are you doing? I'm watching all of this thinking this is this is the best written wrestling stuff I've seen in forever. Like it's a proper story week to week. It develops. It's slow building without being repetitive. It doesn't feel like we're going, we're treading water with this at all. It feels like it builds each week. And now kind of as a bit of an added complication, a little bit out of nowhere with Reigns attacking Dominic Mysterio and then Reigns attacking Rey Mysterio in the ring and the whole kendo stick stuff they did on last Friday's Smackdown. We've got Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio for the Universal Championship. Um, the only thing I would say from a PredictCast point of view, Joe, is there any chance Roman Reigns is not beating Rey Mysterio at Hell in a Cell? Um, I, <clears throat> I would say no. Um, I go back to the point I made earlier about I think if you're going to do a shock or you're going to do something, I mean, there's a good chance Roman Reigns is not losing this belt until, well, for another year, probably. But if you are going to do something to change that up, you don't do it here, do you? You wait a month, I think. I do. I wonder, <clears throat> I mean, it's fancy booking for me, right? But the fact that they've not done anything with the Jimmy Uso point at the moment makes me wonder if they'll at some point have a, like maybe even Money in the Bank, have a Jimmy versus Roman match. Um, and then I think you could have the, the moment where Jay's loyalty is split and then actually he sides with Jimmy. And I'm not saying Jimmy wins the belt, of course, but I think that might, that might if, if those two take it out on him and then the money in the bank's been held earlier, there's a, a cash-in that could be, like that would be an amazing first pay-per-view in front of fans where Roman loses the belt and then very quickly gets it back again. Um, or even has a feud with someone at SummerSlam, not for the belt, before he gets the belt back, if you know what I mean. Um, but all of that is very fancy booking, and I and regardless, it is not happening this weekend. <laughs> Luke, um, how do you feel about the whole uh, Roman, the choice for Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio of all people? So, like you, Ben, I really, I really enjoy the writing for the Roman Reigns storyline. I think it's been really, really, it's, done, it's been done really well. I just feel like this is a bit random, throwing Rey Mysterio 
Rey Mysterio into it. I just think they could have done something. I just felt like they could have done something better with the use with with Jimmy or or Jay around this pay per view. And my understanding, by the way, is this this is a Hell in the Cell match, which makes no sense either. Oh, I've not heard that this was Hell in a Cell as well. Is this, so there's going to be three Hell in a Cell matches this pay per view. No, I think one. I think I don't think Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair is one, which is again random. I think this is the one. But anyway, oh, I, I thought. I, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Check. But yeah, so so the fact that this is Hell in the Cell as well is a bit random. Um, because I thought Hell in a Cell was used to like finalise feuds and all this sort of stuff rather than just have like a random match but um, yeah like, like Joe and like you say there's no way Roman Reigns is, is, is losing the belt here so I complete. I, I mean if we go in fantasy booking route I mean you're absolutely right it, it's it's Roman Reigns is beating Rey Mysterio every day of the week um, and the, obviously Jimmy and Jay are going to get involved in some way Dominic's going to get involved in some way if it's Hell in a Cell there's all sorts of funky stuff you can do with it that, that'll work really really well I didn't. I, 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 yeah, I thought. I thought it made a lot of sense that Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte was Hell in a Cell, and Lashley versus McIntyre was Hell in a Cell, because, like you said, they're the end of the feuds. But yeah, we'll, it's not like WWE not to change it up. To be completely honest with you, um, could be I three. think yeah. it could well, be I three. I think we had three last year. <coughs> it was a bit overkill last year, if I'm honest. We had. Yeah. Three, I remember. I remember last year we had a Sasha Banks match in Hell in a Cell. That was quite good because they did some. They, I think they did some different stuff, and like you know, didn't they like pin? I think they like use the cage a bit creatively. I think Helen sells a bit over. Like, he's a bit overdone at the moment, so three does feel a lot. For this I think, well, just I think to that, go, just to go back in time a little bit. This time last year, from what I can see on on our on our on the predict cast from last year, we only had three matches to predict this no. episode last year. No, in, if anything, so, better mate. So we had Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso, which was Hell in a Cell. Sasha Banks versus Bailey, which was Hell in a Cell. McIntyre versus Orton? Yeah. Was that Hell in a Cell as well? Were they the three yeah. Hell in a Cell matches? So, you know, that's that's where that's where we were this time last year. Well, not it wasn't this time last year, because that was about six pay-per-views in. But this is where we were um, you know, at Hell in a Cell this last year. I don't like I don't like gimmick pay-per-views. So out of the whole, so all three of those have got people that are in the four matches that they've predicted yeah. this time as well. So out of a roster of what 150 wrestlers, there's like, yeah, yeah. okay, cool. Slightly concerning. Um, it's, it's like <laughs> when you look at that, and when they don't even have to wrestle on every pay per view anyway, so you can easily get away without putting. I mean, like you could have not had Roman wrestle this pay per view, but I don't, I, I, I don't think they've got enough to. I don't think they've got enough, not enough else to. I think he needs to wrestle almost. The, the, the problem is that the Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio and the Usos, it's great for the story. The whole idea of them trying to get the tag team belts and they just can't quite manage it is great for the story. But it does leave a little bit of a Roman Reigns size hole in SmackDown each week because he's absolutely a character, but he's not wrestling. He's nowhere near the, the ring at the minute other than to interfere and, and beat, up, beat up a Mysterio. But that works because that's storytelling. You don't need him. You're not having him wrestle for no reason. But it does mean I thought I really did think they might go without him wrestling at this Hell in a, at Hell in a Cell. But I also think that clearly they see him as ratings. They see him as a pull. He's going to pull the money in. So it would have been a bold move not to have that that belt on the line. So do you reckon they're going to sling Dominic Mysterio off the top of the cage? Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he, if they if they trust that enough yet. No, but, it's, but you could, but you could because this is the the, the last one where you can do some 
funky editing, isn't it? Like you could be like, you know, he's clearly landed on a beanbag at the bottom, but then like you pump you pump to him and he's got like he's just on he's just on a on a concrete floor with blood coming out the back of his head. Well they did that they definitely did that on Friday, didn't they? When Roman Reigns power bombed him out Roman yeah. Reigns power bombed him out onto the outside of the ring and yeah. you didn't see him land. It paused on Roman Reigns looking menacing and then it went to when it went to Dominic rolling around on the floor a bit. You were like, there was definitely a crash back there when he threw him off that. So to be fair, that's that that is easily they can do it better than AEW did when Jericho fell off the top of the cage. Then uh, there's a winner there. So you know yeah. they, they've got previous. Yeah, that was that. Uh, yeah, that that was a close call for all the wrong. It was like it was like the easiest landing you've ever seen on the boxes, apart from he just misjudged it and broke his arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or dislocated his elbow or whatever it was. Now talking fantasy booking. Um, do you reckon you enter a Uso into Money in the Bank? Do you reckon you might have a Uso win the Money in the Bank? And then they could, you know, would it make sense Jimmy Uso wins it? He cashes in on Roman? Or would that be a big enough one? Jey Uso wins it and he's got to make the decision. You know, does he go against Roman? Does he actually go up against someone else? There's there's potential there with Money in the Bank to 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 feed it into this story and to make it to make it, you know, a little bit more complicated. I think there's there's things you can do there. So my, my, my view on that is that you run. We, we are running a risk of it being only the Roman Reigns show at the moment, which yeah. which I'm um, which <coughs> again I'm not against. I think like I think you know fair fair play. It's it is a very good storyline, but we've just got a. I worry that there's all the eggs in. I mean, if Roman Reigns gets injured now, properly injured. Like WWE, I've got literally nothing, and I don't know how you unpick it all. So I'm um, there's a nervousness on that front for me. You made a you made a point as well um, last time we spoke about wrestling off the podcast, Joe. Where it's a shame Roman Reigns' stories on SmackDown and not Raw when it has three hours, because yeah. it does feel very much like you get like a chunk of Roman Reigns and Jey Uso and Jimmy Uso story, and then you get a kind of dodgy Bailey versus. Bianca Belair segment, Alpha Academy bouncing around or whatever they're doing, you know, it's it's the rest of it feels a bit rushed. And then you've got the Roman Reigns stuff in there too. So it is above and beyond anything else WWE are doing, but it kind of it would benefit from a little bit more time that Raw could give it. So I think that's something in there too. But yeah, Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. It's just interesting to see. Oh, last point on this, because it's the one thing I talk about. Have you heard the rumor for who he may be facing at SummerSlam? I think, was it John Cena? It was John Cena. So how do we feel about Roman Reigns versus John Cena at SummerSlam? Luke, how do you feel about that? Well, for me, it's strange because I don't, John Cena's not a big thing for me, is he? Because I've, I've not seen him all these years. And obviously I know he's massive, so I know it's a big deal. So it'd be exciting to see. Um, the last thing I saw was him in that Firefly Finance match with, the, with um, Bray Wyatt. So... <laughs> It'd be it'd be it'd be interesting to see you watch your first proper John Cena match. <laughs> that'd be well, yeah. That that I'd, I'd I'd look forward to seeing that. To be fair, Joe John Cena versus Roman Reigns is that something that appeals? I, I think so. I think I think it's what WWE needs. To be honest with you, I think they need, they need something like this, um, just to change it up a bit. Um, it's just it it, it goes. We, we keep saying it. In front of live, they are in a holding pattern. It's going to be better. It should be better when there's live crowds. 
should be better when there's live crowds. And, um, you know, I think John Cena versus Roman Reigns for SummerSlam, if you can pull that off, is a, is a, is a, is a great option. It, it could make for some great shows with the live crowds immediately. If he comes out the SmackDown after Money in the Bank to challenge Roman Reigns, and then you've got four SmackDowns, five SmackDowns, and Cena's on at least half of them, the crowd's going to go crazy for that. And there might even be a chance that John Cena is cheered and Roman Reigns is booed and this thing works exactly as they want it to. Well, even bring him out at Money in the Bank, because if that's the first one with fans, then that would be a pretty good way to end it. If Roman Reigns is uh, standing over with a belt, looking all shiny and oily, and then John Cena comes out, that could be that could be, that could be quite a moment, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. I've... I wouldn't have described it quite like that, but, you know, I, I, I get a picture and, and, and it'll stick with me for a while. Right, OK, moving off from an oily and shiny uh, Roman Reigns to um, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Um, maybe in Hell in a Cell, probably not in Hell in a Cell, we'll see. So Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte, this one's been a bit of a, an interesting build with kind of the Asuka and Nikki Cross complication in there. The fact that Nikki Cross keeps being keeps getting victories over Rhea Ripley and Charlotte um, is a weird one. And I think the stipulation is whoever wins this, Nikki Cross is next. So, uh, yeah, we'll... Um, I don't think at Money in the Bank. Um, I think that's clearly going to be a raw squash match. But you know what? Nikki Cross is getting a bit of a push. She's getting a bit better TV time. We haven't seen her on TV for a little while. Asuka being used as a tag team partner, that was, that was something, you know, at least Asuka is still back on TV and not being forgotten about. But the main story is Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte, perhaps in Hell in a Cell. So, Luke, where do you see this going? Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Now, do we think that Rhea Ripley's going to keep it? Or do we think Charlotte might actually take the Raw Women's Championship off her? Um, so, I think any time Charlotte's involved in a match, you always think she could win. Because that's just what they, they tend to do. I think we mentioned that before. She's won the bout so many different times. Um so it, it can always happen. But I do still think Rhea Ripley will retain. I think this is her like redemption for when she lost to her at WrestleMania. And I think she'll retain clean. I think she'll win clean. I think I think the whole point of this is to build up Rhea Ripley um, as much as they can. And the best way of doing that is to beat Charlotte. So um, that's where I'm hoping it goes. And that's where I think it will go. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because like I say, Charlotte can always take, take the belt at any point. But I'm going with Rhea Ripley. Do you agree with that, Joe? Yeah, I don't want to agree with it. I want. I think I want. I think I want this to be the one where they do something different and Charlotte Flair uh, wins. I think that would just stir things up a little bit, which I think is needed. But I feel like that's what my heart wants, but my head is saying it's going to be a Rhea Ripley win. So I have to go with my head. Um, I'm going Charlotte. Ooh. Now, the reason I'm going Charlotte is because out of the four matches announced, we haven't had a title change. And I, I, that kind of spoils what my prediction is for the next one as well, to be fair. But I think out of the four of them, this is the one you change the title. Because I don't think it hurts Rhea to lose it to Charlotte, of all people. She loses it to Nikki Cross on Raw the next, next week. Yeah, of course. But like Charlotte, it's feasible for her to beat Rhea Ripley. Keeps Rhea Ripley strong anyway, because that'll just extend this a little bit further if it needs to be. You could even have Rhea Ripley win money in the bank if she needs to, or be a part of that conversation still. Um, 
And I think if Charlotte doesn't win this belt here, what are you doing with Charlotte next? What? Because I mean, literally, if Charlotte can't beat Rhea Ripley at this point, Rhea Ripley then goes on to someone else. Charlotte ends up stuck nowhere again because she can, who's she going to feud? She can't go. She can't feud with Nikki Cross. You don't want her anywhere near Alexa Bliss. There's so many different places that you know, there's nowhere else for Charlotte to go. So Charlotte is in a really tricky spot where she's either fighting for the belt or she's defending the belt. And that's only really the comfortable places you put her. If you think about when they actually brought her back, the first thing they had to do was win the tag team championships because she needs to be having a belt or defending a belt. That's, that's, that's it. So I think if Charlotte's going to stay relevant, then she needs to be with a belt at this point. So I, I, I'm going to go Charlotte. Yeah, I, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand that theme about belt changes, but in the last pay-per-view, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Rowan Reigns and Bobby Lashley all retained. So they always throw a random tag team or a random intercontinental belt change instead. And it feels like they're just keeping the belts on these people for a little while longer until fans come back in. Um, That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, if you have Rhea Ripley, you take it back off Charlotte Money in the Bank. Yeah. I just feel like, I just I personally just feel like this this will hurt Rhea more a lot more than Charlotte if she loses this. Charlotte Charlotte's Charlotte and she can move rosters, do do new things where I think Rhea needs this win to beat Charlotte to put wrong put right that wrong that happened at WrestleMania. Yeah. That's fair. That's a good point. And we got have we got a draft coming at some point soon. Drafts usually No, draft, I think, think drafts... it's like earlier, isn't it, this year? It's like August. Is it? Just after SummerSlam, or just it must be before SummerSlam, or I think it's just. I, I heard it was just after SummerSlam. <laughs> Isn't it normally just before Survivor Series? So they can all. Yeah, it's awful. It's an awful time. <laughs> yeah. Then they fight for the brand supremacy, that yeah. loyalty for the brand they've just joined. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd be well up for it. I think they're desperately in need of it. They're desperately in need of some shift or some change. So a draft draft change would be, you know, a draft pick would be absolutely, uh, absolutely needed and absolutely welcome. So. I, Let's I, hope I, so. I think, mate, your pick of Charlotte Flair is not a bad one there. I really no. don't. I think, that's yeah. a, I think, you know, and given you've got Bailey already as a pick, um, <laughs> I need something. It's not going to hurt you to get a point it back. Does, it does feel a little bit like you guys are, 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 are kind of uh, giving me a bit of a sympathy G, G up. A bit of a, oh, no, mate. No, no, no. Don't, don't feel bad about picking Charlotte, mate. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. You're not a complete idiot. No, no. Don't worry about it. Okay, so Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Nice guys, mate. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's def- definitely not patronising at all. Okay, Bobby Lashley versus... Sometimes, don't worry about it. You know when you're just sitting there and suddenly you get asked a question like this? Honey, what film are we watching tonight? And your heart sinks. You know that if you get this question wrong, you're probably going to have a fight. You might even get divorced. So you panic and you think... How about one involving an exoskeleton? And then you hear... Yeah, but which one involving an exoskeleton? And then you've got nothing. You've called for an exoskeleton movie and you haven't got one in your locker. Well, the great news is there's a new podcast out that covers lists on all kinds of movie-related trivia. It's That Movie List Podcast. So the next time you make outlandish suggestions like exoskeletons, funniest films or explosions, and you end up getting it wrong and you end up having a fight and probably getting divorced, at least you'll have someone to blame. That Movie List Podcast by Views from a Sofa Network. Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre then. This one is definitely at Hell in a Cell. From Drew McIntyre saying, the next time I see you, 
I'm going to drag you through hell. And Bobby Lashley replying with, and I will beat you there. Some quality Bobby Lashley promo work. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. They've actually done a pretty good job of keeping this big and keeping this feeling like it's a big deal. Um, even with all the Kofi Kingston, you know, maybe teasing, could he be in there? Could he get to the, you know, get get a position? Um, but they have finally landed on Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. It is going to be hell in a cell. And the final stipulation is, if Drew McIntyre does not beat Bobby Lashley, he is not allowed to fight for, to challenge for the belt again while Bobby Lashley is holding it. So, Joe, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Do you think this is it? Do you think this is the time when Drew McIntyre takes that that belt back off Bobby Lashley? <coughs> well, given I've got to have Bobby, uh, given I've got to have Drew McIntyre, I'm going to say yes. Would uh, you have said yes anyway? Um, I, I think there's a chance. I don't think there's a good chance, but I think there's a chance. I think um, it, it's between. If I was going to pick a belt to change, if a belt changes, I think it's between this one and and uh, Charlotte and Rhea. If I, I, I think, um, I'm not convinced it is going to happen, but I think there's. Interesting things you could do with this storyline if you wanted to. Um, like, what about Brock Lesnar return, perhaps? You know, let's go wildly optimistic. I also think it wouldn't be it wouldn't be unbelievable to have um, Drew McIntyre beat Bobby Lashley clean because, you know, some of the WWE booking, the 50-50 booking is a bit ridiculous anyway. And, and this actually seems like it's really favoured Bobby Lashley. I don't think it's done anything. I don't think it's done much for Drew McIntyre the last few months. Um, so I could, I could, I could see, um, I could see it, I could see it. Uh, I'm not sure what I'd have done if I had to pick. Well, if I had to pick, I think I'd have probably gone Bobby Lashley, and I'd probably pick Charlotte Flair for the last one to to give me a bit of a, you know, to give me a bit of um, to to put in a title change. But I think I'm going to stick with. I'm just, I'm going to back my boy Drew McIntyre, WWE champion. Universal champion, WWE champion, W heavyweight champion, heavyweight a, a heavyweight a version of a heavyweight championship in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> the red right. one in the bank. Um, so like you like you kind of hinted at there, you've got to have Drew McIntyre. He is your wild card choice, the same way Bailey was mine. Um, so me and Luke have to go Bobby Lashley. Luke, what what would you have done if you had free reign here? I think I would have gone for Bobby Lashley anyway. Um, like Joe said, I think Drew Mc, I think there is a chance that Drew McIntyre could get the belt back here, but I don't think it's a big one. So yeah, I, I just feel like if if you, if you were going to change, if, if Drew McIntyre was going to win it, it would, would be in front of crowds, and this is his last chance now. And I think this is the opportunity to move brands. Like we've been talking about this for a while now, moving me on to SmackDown, um, and this is the perfect opportunity. You can't fight for the the main belt again. Moving, moving, moving across. Um, so yeah, I think I would have gone for Bobby Lashley anyway. So I'm quite happy with that. Fair enough. Um, I'm the same. I, I think I don't think I think the fact they've added that stipulation as well means that he's not winning it. It's very rare you get that stipulation, and the person with that stipulation then wins it because it's just a good. Awesome. Go on, that stipulation just feels like they've gone. We really can't do this again anyway. Yeah. Like, like it's not like 
if you were gonna yeah. if, if that simulation wasn't there and you gave me again next month, I'd be like, Is it this I've been going for about two years now? Yeah. I promise this is the last time. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's just the right the writers going, We really need to stop defaulting to this match. Like we really just stop going that our safety net. Um but go on, sorry, Ben, I interrupted you. No, you're all right. I mean, there is a there is a way. I was only and it only just came to me as we were talking about it. There is a way around this as well that you could have Drew win Money in the Bank and have him go to SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. So that would be a way around this to keep Drew McIntyre in that picture. But I just think Drew versus Roman, you know, doesn't. F- you need a bit more bill for that SummerSlam, but he could hold that box. That he could hold that sorry box that briefcase for a couple of months over Roman Reigns, which would always which would actually be a good way of using Drew McIntyre. And that's a match I, I'd want to see again. So that could be a way around it if we're talking about kind of random fantasy booking. Um, you've also got kind of confusing this. I'm just thinking Money in the Bank going forward. Drew McIntyre could cut the Money in the Bank briefcase down with a sword. <laughs> he did. He did with the table on 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 last Raw. He, he attacked the table yeah. with a with a sword. Cut that in half. That was a bold move that none of the women that were with Bobby Lashley sold properly, and they all laughed at him. So, you associate Scotland with swords? I don't really. Highlander. Yeah, but like no more than like you associate like a Brit with a sword, like 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 a, like an Englishman with a sword, like. like yeah. Like they, they seem to have like gone like pure stereotypes. It's like you're wearing a kilt and carrying a sword, but I wouldn't have said it. Like you'd be better off drinking a drinking a can of Iron Brew, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't think that would quite go across. I don't think I quite translate as clear as you'd hope it would, though. <laughs> Eating a battered Mars bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Shameless. I've got you tuned from your family legacy. Yeah. <laughs> it's an iron brew and a battered Mars bar. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to any Scottish listeners. I was going to say, yeah, thank you to our yeah. Scottish fans for sticking with us. Um, <laughs> we do understand you much more than uh, high high cholesterol and sugary drinks. So uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, um, yeah, and kilts as well. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> what do you think of the talk about Bobby Lashley? Couple of ways, couple of ways this could go. Obvious, Luke. I love it when he gets nervous when we're talking about something he doesn't want to, and he squirms <laughs> and he tries to bring it back on. <laughs> and I love it when you call that out. Thank you very much. Yeah, when you guys are being massively offensive now. to a potential fan base for us, so I have to quickly move on. Yeah, all right, then. Yeah, fine. No He's, worries. You can tell he, you can tell he produces this, can't you? <laughs> Lucy, um, Kofi Kingston and the Hurt Business was a bit of a random thing on Raw on Monday. Do you reckon that there's something in that? Do we think there's something in Kofi actually maybe breaking from New Day and going down that route there? Because if there is, that would actually be a really interesting story for Raw and, and, and would work. What do we think? Any 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 potential in that, Luke? <laughs> Headline the next day, Xavier Woods released. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I hope not. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine Kofi Kingston as a as a, a heel. But I don't know if he's been one before, but um, it seems like a pretty solid babyface to me. So it'd be a bit strange. The only time he's done it is with New Day. He's only ever been a heel when he was with New, when when New Day were forced into being heels because their first gimmick was so atrocious. Everyone booed him everywhere they went. So, would you like to see Kofi kind of go in a bit of a heel route, Joe? Uh, no, not not really. To be honest, I think. I, I do like what I do like the, the the trying things. Like I think with Raw, some of the time I just want you to like 
set set my my mind racing about what the possibilities are. You know, we don't necessarily need we don't necessarily need to deliver on every story, but just don't make everything so cut like you know so black and white. So the fact that there's a little bit of intrigue about what's going on with Kofi, I like I've got I've got time for that. I wish to do more do more of it, but personally, I'm not. I, I, I don't I, I don't know really what you're doing with Kofi if you put in with them too. No. I just keep. I just why don't you just reunite, reunite the new day? I mean, it's not really, it's not really helped out a big E as you'd hoped. I, I would say, if you got a draft coming up in a few months, do it. I would. You could even do something clever like, I mean, like heaven forbid you have Xavier Woods. Like heaven forbid, like the new day and like as a face team actually just have a brain and Xavier Woods wins um, Money in the Bank and then. The three of them who are all on that show go and beat down one of the champions, and then Xavier win- Xavier Woods wins. You know there is three of them and one champion. Let's go and beat up Bobby Lashley. All good. Yeah. If you're friends with the Hurt Business, well maybe I've written it for you. If you're friends with the Hurt Business, get all five of you go and beat up Bobby Lashley and then take his belt. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and the last point on Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam, right? Gotta be. be. I mean, I mean that is decent, isn't it? If you have Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, and then John Cena, Roman Reigns, that's a very good headline. That's that's what that's why I think they're doing SummerSlam as Mania this year. That's your WrestleMania. That's what they. That's what you kind of hope for over those over that properly. There's your part timers coming back. Two massive matches, proper crowds, really exciting, decent story. I'd I'd go for that every day, and yeah, and and. Well, hopefully that's the way it goes and we don't end up with something really random with a little bit of, of complication of whoever wins money in the bank. Um, so that's four Hell in a Cell matches. What do we think could else, you know, in the next week, we've got a Raw and a, and a SmackDown to go yet. What else do we think could appear on this card before Sunday? <clears throat> Any ideas? We've got Cesaro, Seth Rollins, maybe? Yeah, which for me could be a Hell in a Cell match as well. I mean, it won't be, but that 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 for me feels more of a Hell in a Cell match than Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. But I think that's got to be on this card, absolutely. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think they delayed the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy match to put it on pay-per-view, maybe? No, that's, that's pre-show, if, if, if so. Okay. It could well be. could well be pre-show. You've got AJ versus... You've got AJ and Omos versus the Viking Raiders. So that... I don't feel like that's probably pay-per-view quality, but that could be half decent. No, if, the, if, if they were against RK Bro, maybe. See, I like I like that they're keeping RK Bro away from it. Mm-hmm. Keep that going. If it, that is one of the best things Raw's got at the minute. Yeah. And when the crowds come back, they're going to realise that RK Bro is the most over tag team they have I without agree. a shadow of a doubt. I agree. I agree with you. I think that's going to be. I think that's going to be massively over. They're going to underestimate that. Yeah. yeah. If if they plan it well and they do it really well, and they give those guys a run, that could be an absolutely solid WrestleMania match next year. Breaking that up and having Randy Orton versus Riddle could be huge if you keep them together long enough and, and really, really have a proper go on. <coughs> that is a big so, call. That's a big call in June, mate. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it works born of both ways. Either they do a really good job of long-term storytelling, or they over-push they over something and don't deliver on it. So... Or they shoot the load and they do it in Money in the Bank. Yeah, which is my biggest worry. That's why I really hope that they, they realise how popular this is, that they don't split them up within the next two weeks. So 
But I think, yeah, I think it's that's one of the more interesting things they've done for a little while. I think it's great. Yeah. And I always like it when Randy Orton clearly loves a story he's in and actually starts trying. Yeah. Because he's, he's it's great. So it is good. This has worked really well together that night. It's just the stupidity of Matt Riddle against the seriousness of Randy Orton night is just it works really well. Like it's really fun to watch. And what you've definitely got to look out for as you're watching their promos is Matt Riddle genuinely makes Randy Orton laugh and yeah. he's not allowed to laugh. And there's at least two or three times on the last Raw episode where he was absolutely hiding his face and yeah. he was just he was just corpse and he was just going for yeah. it. So definitely look out for that because he, he yeah. struggles every time. So there we go. Hell in a Cell um, 2021. Are you looking forward to it? Either either of you is, is this a pay per view that you know Sunday or, or on Monday when you finally get back from work and you're like right, put the kids to bed. It's, it's WWE pay per view time. I want to look forward to, it, but I'm I'm just I'm just not really looking forward to this one because it feels like just a bit of a stopgap, like we mentioned before. So I'm sure it'll get better once live crowds are back, but this one just feels like it's just a bit of a time filler. That's fair. What about you, Joe? Yeah, I feel like we've, we've not given this a huge amount of praise. It's paper. <laughs> <so. laughs> like, yeah. Engage with us. But like I always say, though, WWE, if you are listening, I mean, I we will change our stance in a second if you want to make if you want to endorse this podcast <clears throat> or listen to our stories. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. If you actually want to, if yeah, I, I wouldn't say employers as writers because it seems like it's a nightmare nightmare place to work. But if you just want to nick some of our stories and give us a little bit of credit, we'll take that. Yeah, and also if you want to to give you any more information about what we know about Scots, we are willing to do that as well. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe keep us away from the stereotypical wrestlers. Maybe keep us away from those, or at least Joe, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've only just I've only only this year worked out the joke about Paul Bearer, mate. So don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're not serious. Yeah, about 34. I was like, oh, yeah. That makes no sense. Oh, okay. Probably should have got that when I was about nine. Um, anyway, anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, so I, we haven't been very positive about this pay-per-view. Um, that's because I don't think it, it, it is very positive. But they could do one or two things that could make this quite good. A title change, which we're not... You know, we've had four matches there. The two main, ti- the two main titles on each brand... And we're predicting no title changes. So a very quick way of improving our outlook on the pay-per-view is to do not do that and just give us a title change of any of them. And I think you, it's, it's a you know it becomes a better pay-per-view almost immediately. Then chuck Dominic Mysterio off a twenty-foot high hell in a cell, and I'll be delighted with that. Now what we've done is we've split our predictions on Bianca Belair and Bailey. We split our predictions on Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, and we split our predictions on Lashley and Drew McIntyre. So that almost guarantees that Rey Mysterio is winning the belt at, um, on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Just Wait, if anyone wants if to that take happens. part. In that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so talking of taking part, what you'll notice in the podcast description is that there is a form you can fill out to enter your own predictions and take part in the ongoing predict cast league and every single round there are wwe official merch up for grabs morgan won last last round um and got every single prediction correct and got himself a nice eddie guerrero t-shirt which is what he wanted so fair play um so official wwe merch um and it's absolutely completely utterly and totally free and if you never want to miss a prediction if you never want to miss a round and you want to get involved in the conversation find us on facebook find us on twitter just search for at predictcast and we are there and we will see you in two weeks time when we break down hell in a cell pay-per-view we give you the results show and we're all beaming about the fact 
that there was a massive title change, a huge return, and we're all super excited for what Money in the Bank can bring. Right, guys? Yeah, fingers crossed for no zombies this paper for you, mate. I'm not, I'm, I'm not making any promises, buddy. I'm not making any promises. See you later. Cool, See you later.